episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you today's episode. We are off season. We are in between seasons. I am prepping season seven for you right now, slowly but surely. So in between, we are having lots of content on the Instagram. We even have some YouTube content, some videos, lots of blog posts on OneBrokeActress.com. And I thought it would be fun to have this bonus episode. Here is what's up. Today's guest is Mia Hansen. She has been my publicist for the past month or so uh, as I promote this movie Followed that I have out right now. It is the first time I've ever hired someone for PR, so I really wanted to share the process with you guys. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was a little confused if it was a good idea. Uh, so Mia really helped to guide me through the process. And so she is on the podcast today answering all of the questions you guys sent me for her via Instagram. Hint. Probably follow One Broke Actress on Instagram if you have future questions. So today's episode will have Mia's answers and then I also wrote a complimentary blog post to this podcast answering all the questions that you had specifically for me. So when you are done with this podcast, you can then go to OneBrokeActress.com and you can click on the latest blog post and there will be PR part two where I answer all of your questions about my specific experience, how much this costs, was it worth it, what would I do differently, all that good stuff. So that is all on the website for you as of right now. Before I introduce Mia, I just want to give one little shout out to the film that I have premiering that we're talking about in this episode, which is Followed. It is now available on Amazon Prime and Apple slash iTunes, whatever the kids are calling it these days, and like a shit ton of other places. Uh, It would mean a lot to me if you guys would check out this movie. If you're not a horror fan, you can rent it and never watch it. I literally don't care. (laughs) That's bad to say. Is that bad to say? I'm not cutting it out. Um, Thank you guys so much for the support so far. I've gotten some amazing and kind messages and it's really cool. And I have felt so uh, propelled by this that I'm actually trying to plan other ways to get us to watch each other's content. So that's a long way of saying thank you for checking out the movie. And I plan on checking out all of your materials soon. So keep an eye on the Instagram for more information about that. And also make sure you are subscribed to the One Broke Actress newsletter. There is a place on OneBrokeActress.com on the homepage where you can sign up for our newsletter. And we just announced the first book in our One Broke Actress reading club. There is quotes and acting steals and tips that I send out. And it's like once every two weeks or so so it's not a lot of emails I will never send you an email with content I wouldn't want to open personally so make sure you're signed up for the newsletter at onebrokeactress.com okay enough paperwork without further ado please enjoy Mia Hansen of Portrait PR I would love to pick your brain about PR stuff after having worked with you now I have some questions from some listeners to you directly to me as a client and so we'll kind of just talk about it but I would love for people to get to know you first. So if you kind of want to take us through Uh why you are in PR. Um, I, I went to UCLA and I went um, with the intention of working, being a journalist. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom heard from Katie Couric that you're not supposed to, major in journalism you're supposed to major in something else like something else that you're interested in so um, I majored in history and I came in with some AP credits so my last maybe two years year and a half I had like some credits to get but meaning like some actual credits that I needed to get and then some that I just needed to get credit for something okay so did internships and I've always loved film and television like I used my best friend and I like would watch movies all weekend long. Like I had, there was this great movie magazine called Premiere. I had all the issues of that. I had us when it was like a monthly, like I I just was very always interested in this, but I didn't know what PR was when I went to UCLA. So on my last year and a half, two years, I got an internship and it was in, it was a place called the Valiance Company, which was a, um, I guess, film PR company which you, you see again now where, um, you know, like your film had 
an outside PR company doing the PR for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like sometimes a Sony movie will then have some outside company doing extra stuff for that. And that's what the Lions company was. So we did um, screenings and uh, film junkets and stuff. Um, I got to work with Patrick Swayze, which was really cool because I loved him. Um, Yeah. And so I was doing this, this, um, PR internship and probably for the only time in my life, I'm like, what looks better on a resume? Does it look better to work for the same company and have them obviously like you, or should I try for some variety? And, um, I was like, Oh, maybe variety would be good. And so, um, I left the blinds company and was working for, uh, the soap opera general hospital for ABC, uh um, with this amazing publicist named Scott Barton, who I, I just adore. And we, I was like an, I was an intern and he, um, he left and he was like, Mia can handle it. And I was 20, 21 or something at the time. And also at the time they not only had general hospital, but they had Port Charles. So they had two soap operas. So here I was like going from being an intern to essentially running these two shows, not, they didn't pan them to me. It was, I was running them for while they were finding someone else to do it, which was ended up being like six or eight weeks or something. Okay. Um, and then they were kind of like, well, you were under his regime and we want like a fresh start. So they moved me over to, um, primetime. So I did primetime for a while. Did you do a specific show or was it just in general? um, Well, at the time they did something called, well, which they still do, called uh, Television Critics Association, TCA. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Summer where they have all the shows. So I did that for ABC. So I was working with every show that was on at the time. Um, I I, I specifically remember Dharma and Greg because one of the actors on that show, I won't say who, changed their flight like 10 times. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You're changing it again. And not because they were filming, just whatever. Anyway. Oh my God, that's amazing. P.S. I loved that show. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I was, you know, and I, somewhere in there, I had a little bit of time at NBC. So I was working on ER and Friends, like again, as an intern. And then I got a job job at a place called Gutman Associates, which was the first time really working at a company that did personal PR. They handled... Barbara Streisand and Gene Hackman and Pierce Brosnan and um, Jacqueline Bissett, Martin Landau, Robert Forster, all these like legends. And I was assistant for one of the publicists there for a while. And then I started trying to bring in my own clients. And as I just said, like all those people are legendary. There wasn't any kind of new up and coming thing happening there. And so that's what I was trying to do. But, you know, that's not where a 20 year old or 19 year old or 25, you know, wants to be necessarily because you just, you know, if I'm doing publicity and like reaching out to places that are going to cover Martin Lando, those are not for the most part, the same places that are going to cover an up and coming actor, you know, kind of like being an actor at CAA, you just kind of get yeah in the shuffle sometimes. Yeah. So I was there from uh, 97 to 2001 and just most of the time I was an assistant and then I really just tried to, start bringing in younger clients because I was in my early twenties and I wanted to have some like Dick Gutman who owned the place had worked with Gene Hackman forever. And I wanted that. I wanted someone that I could work with forever. And God bless Gene. I think Gene Hackman stopped acting while I was working there. Like he hasn't done a movie. I think if you look like since probably the late nineties, maybe, but he pretty much stopped acting and moved into writing books and just kind of being off in Arizona or wherever he is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be a place that I was going to spend long term. Yeah. So I started working with another company and she was very much supportive of the young up and coming thing. And we worked together for about a year and she just, a lot of the people that I've worked with have been very interested um, at the time I was working with them and being very corporate. And what I mean by that is just like having a lot of clients, like tons and tons of clients and you know, having assistance and stuff. And I'm just, that's not what I'm into at all. Like I want to keep my client list small so that as much as I can be with that person yeah. versus, and there's nothing wrong with assistance. A lot of people have them. I just feel like in PR in particular, an assistant ends up being a surrogate for that person versus like assisting them, mm-hmm. you know, instead of helping them, they end up doing a lot of the work. Um, and I just didn't, 
you know, I don't want a million clients. I don't, I don't want a situation where I can't for the most part, like do what I need to do with each person. I'm not interested in just signing, 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 and not being able to put real time into the people that I'm working with. Like for me, like the whole reason of wanting to work with someone is wanting to work with them. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think that happens in a lot of places. So I just kind of, you know, I worked with the one person for a while, I worked with another person for about three and a half, four years, and they were kind of moving in that direction of wanting to be like a big place. Um, and then I worked with, right before I started this company with Ashton, who I work with now, I'll get to her in a minute, but um, we worked with another person who just was not totally on the up and up, okay. let's say. <laughs> Got and it. we realized that, and then Ashton, who we were both working with her at the time, we're like, mm, this isn't our scene. And we started um, Portrait then. Cool. But Ashton, she was an assistant of mine, but only part-time, and literally I used her in the best possible way as an assistant, meaning like bringing her with me to the shoot to teach her kind of how to do things and how to be at a photo shoot, bringing her bringing her with me to an event to show her how to do a, you know, that sort of thing versus saying you go and you handle it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think she did probably here and there just again when I couldn't, but it wasn't, she wasn't a substitute for me. She was an assistant. So we really liked working together and basically spent, I don't know, six years trying to figure out how to do it again. And ultimately we are back together now. She's my, we own this company together. Um, we haven't seen each other in forever because of this whole COVID right. thing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we just, you know, I think because of who she is as a person and also because I was a mentor for her when she was getting started, we work very similarly and we have the same ideas. Like we just, we just want to work with people that we love where, you know, we want to make a living obviously, but we're not interested in just bringing people on for the sake of a paycheck. Like we want to have some actual interest in in them and what would you say is the biggest difference then because you've obviously had a lot of experience over the years at different types of companies is the biggest difference between what you do with a little more of is boutique a good word for it like a yeah i mean i think that's the term that has come to 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 what kind of pr firm we are yeah yeah versus like a corporate i mean corporate costs a lot more and I, I don't know. Like I was, I was working with an actor once um, and uh, we were having drinks with her co-star and he's like, so like, what's the difference between, I was like, you're paying $3,000 more than she is. <laughs> I mean, or whatever, you know, something to that effect, which is, there's not a lot of different, I mean, in, in some ways, like, and something that I've changed because I've, um, I lost a lot of clients over the years being boutique because I didn't have someone to help cover in New York. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that we'd have now where, you know, because the clients don't always want to fly you out there or the studio or the network doesn't always fly you out there and they don't want to be on their own. But, you know, and a lot of corporate PR firms have a New York and LA office. So that would be a difference. Okay. But a lot of, us in the boutique world have figured out a way to have somebody, you know, in New York or wherever um, to help us out when we need it. But, but I, you know, my clients are doing the same magazines and talk shows that someone at a corporate PR firm is doing. And, cool. you know, I think it, something that happens at a corporate PR firm maybe is like if you have Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and Angelina Jolie and you know, Jennifer Aniston, you can say, well, you do Jennifer, you do this person and then I'll give you Jennifer Aniston. Right. 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 Bargaining chips. Yeah. I've had, I've had that situation. You know, I've had people come, well, like, oh, if we do this person, can we have this person? And I, I don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea of it. Um, and I've had people with, you know, the, again, the same measure of stardom or whatever that I could have done that with. But they're just, you know, they're at a smaller PR firm. They're at a boutique PR firm. So I don't, I mean, I think every publicist at a corporate PR firm probably has an assistant, which I don't have. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I have someone to, you know, like Ashton will help. If I can't do something, we have someone that will help us like here in Los Angeles if we need it. So we have those capabilities. But yeah, I don't honestly know. 
you know, I've had people leave and go there and I don't see a huge difference in what they're doing, if any difference at all, or sometimes doing less. I had a client leave to go to a huge PR firm and um, her makeup artist was one of my really good friends. And so she was at all these things, a couple things that this person was doing and, and her publicist was never there, you know, and it wasn't that she was doing things that she couldn't have done at my company because she was who she was. Right. And I mean, like, that's part of it. Like I can do certain things sometimes, but like, if you're Brad Pitt, you're going to do, you know, like my mom could do Brad Pitt's PR. Do you know what I mean? Right. 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 Not to say that you don't, you shouldn't have the public, but I mean, like once you get to that point, you're saying no, because people are coming at you. Yeah, exactly. Not being like, okay, what, you know, trying to figure out what would be best for someone like that to do. And I was in that situation with clients that I've had over the years where like you work to the to the point where they're at a level where you're just saying okay we we should only do five things let's figure out which five things that we should do whatever just trying to do that sort of thing I really think a lot of it is is you're you're paying more and you're paying for something that you think you might get that you don't I mean I paying for a for a brand name in a way sometimes and it doesn't necessarily change what you're going to, what's going to happen for you. Cool. Things are going to happen based on your career more than where you are. (laughs) So let's then let's roll this back to like the beginning actor. Cause I have a lot of actors who listen to this podcast who are in kind of the first couple of years of their career or in like a mid stage of their acting career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of actors are curious when you would recommend that actors get a PR agent. Well, I mean, to be really blunt about it, like, PR is expensive and it's, it's mm-hmm. different than having an agent. It's different than having a manager and that you pay for it up front. So like you want to put that money to the best possible use. So you want it to be something that you think that you're proud of, excited about, that you think other people will be excited about. I've had someone come on when they were doing three episodes of the show, but the show they were doing was Walking Dead, which is the most well-known show in the entire world and their character was like a big deal character so it made sense it was significant it was significant but if you're doing i i can't even like ncis right probably not worth spending the money to do a three you know to publicize that because you're the audience that you probably want to target is not watching ncis no offense ncis no offense at all. We loved your open yeah. casting call. So at what point, so let's say we get like a nice juicy uh, feature or a really good like reoccurring role or something like that. At what point in that process would you hire someone? Do you mean like time-wise? Yeah. In a perfect world, if money is growing on trees and you want to promote something, it's good to give it like lead times for, you know, print magazines are about five months. Okay. So for instance, you know, a client came on and I think maybe because of COVID a little bit, like people are working even further in advance, like six, seven months, just because like there's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, generally like five months out and it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be on all that five, the entire five months, but you want to, I, you would rather be ahead of the game than behind it. So you would rather be like, oh, you know what? We're not quite working on that issue yet thanks for this information versus, oh, we're done and there's no room for your client. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would rather hear you're too early than you're too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before, obviously, huh? before, before the project airs? Or are um, you generally, yes. Okay. Generally, yes. But lately, more recently, um, you know, people have come on within a couple weeks of something starting and they're, we're, you know, you guys did that. Um, yeah. So when Followed came out, uh, we didn't really know what was going to happen uh, for the audience to hear. It was kind of random that it hit a really good high at the drive-ins and uh, it was unexpected. So I was yeah. not planning on going with PR. And then we hit a great point and I was like, well, let's let's play this game. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So <laughs> because of what we're going through right now and just because of the digital age and that's where a lot of... Um, you know, like an article that's in Esquire is going to be online the same day. And there's also online specific articles now that there didn't used to be. Mm -hmm. And even those have somewhat of a lead time, but you can come on 
a week before a movie's out or once a movie's already out and still do pretty good press. I mean, especially if it's doing well, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had, I, um, one of my clients I worked with is Shannon Purser who was, um, was on Stranger Things and she came on with me after the show had started because okay. her character was very, very popular. And so we were, you know, it was months after actually before we started and we were able to do a ton of stuff because her character was really popular. Um, so yeah, I mean, like for a movie, I have, I have a couple of clients with movies coming out at the end of November, beginning of December. So they're, already, they're on now. One of them um, is on continuously and one of them is doing chunks. So like we can get the word out, let people mm-hmm. know. And for our, for our listeners, listeners to understand that, that means they're paying for a month of PR yes. at a time. Co- correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of them like is on going to be on for the next three months. And one of them we did, well, now we're doing two months now because we're kind of on a roll and we'll do the third month closer to when the film comes out. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so she came on like July 15th and it comes out the end of November. So however many months left. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but um, what were we saying? Oh, when to come on. I mean, it, it, publicity has changed so much. So you could, if you think, if you're going to be on a show that is insanely popular, probably coming on, say you have, how many episodes are in a season now? 22 to 24. I would say you'd want to have like a pretty good um six episodes or more before mm-hmm. on a television show, unless it's something that is just, you know, like a stranger things could probably get away with, I mean, that show is still doing really well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm working with someone right now who's on a Netflix series. that's really popular and she's done four episodes. Okay. Um, and she's not coming on for a month. I'm like, let's do a couple weeks, whatever, you know, because yeah. people are picking up on this character and she came on after it had started. After they aired. Okay. After, after they uh, pushed the show out. So, yeah, I mean, and, and again, for a movie, it's hard to say. You know, if, if the movie has done a festival and gotten really great reviews, mm-hmm. then you in, the independent movies are harder, generally. It's tough to know what's going to, like, hit. Exactly. Um, so if there is something, you know, like one of my – clients films came out at Sundance if you have a movie an independent film that goes at Sundance and gets purchased then you probably are a little safer doing um coming on long lead wise meaning three four months out from it because it already people know about it already a yeah. random inter, you know random independent film that has no publicity beforehand is going to be harder because you just don't know but yeah it, it could, that would, might be a situation where you're like, I think this movie's good. I think my performance is good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let it come out and see what happens and then promote it after the fact. Come on a week after, two weeks after, whatever. And I do feel like it was, it was nice to talk with you because you do things a little bit differently than a lot of PR companies where you will let people do like a month of work. And like, that's kind of it. So for example, we worked together for a month. I think our time was definitely different because COVID. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's something you offer. And will you kind of talk about why you do that and why other companies ask actors to like agree contractually to three months? Because I'm a bad business person. I will tell you this. If you would have said, I have a three month minimum, I would, I would have not been, I would have not done it because I, right. I, I, I know. and just, I, I really truly love what I do. And I love working with people that I'm excited about and not everybody has, you know, buckets of cash laying around, mm-hmm. but you know, in a situation like this where your film comes out and people are excited about it, you want to do something. And so, yeah, you can't always do three months. And in, the, in your situation, three months wouldn't have made sense. Right. You know, because there's, you know, a limit on how long people are going to be, you know, it's coming out streaming now. So that's a whole other thing. But yeah. Um, but yeah, in some cases, it just doesn't make sense, especially if you come on after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably gonna, you know, like, I would say a film that like your film was different 
which I thought was going to be an issue and it didn't end up being one where it came out only in theaters, which meant that a good portion of the United States couldn't see it. Right. But, but the PR people, you know, or I mean the editors and stuff didn't really seem to care about that. A lot of the movies that have come out over this period of time have come out in theaters and streaming, which means anyone anywhere can see it. Mm-hmm. Kind of an unusual thing for your film to do, but it worked, you know, yeah. it's working. It was a bit uh, of an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Just, because I like what I do, you know, I, I guess. And I, I'm not, not to be like patting myself on the back, but I'm not in it for the money. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I have a child to support and mortgage and all of that. <laughs> but it, it just, it doesn't always, like three, four months doesn't always make sense. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to work with, and it's not trying to undercut anybody, it's just like, in your situation, like being on for three or four months does not make sense. Right, right. And so. and uh, I think actors were also curious when you when an actor comes to you, for example, and says, "I have this coming out." Uh, have you turned people down before if you thought it was something oh, yeah. you couldn't get them work for? Okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've turned people down because yeah, it doesn't make sense um, to me. Like for them to spend their money that way, I've turned people down because. You know, probably, I, I say this as a joke, one of the, in the early days of Dancing with the Stars, one of the dancers came to me, and I am not a huge reality show person, like, mm-hmm. I'm just not, I, I don't watch reality, I mean, I used to watch, like, the real world and road rules, but uh-huh. kind of, I really <laughs> don't watch, so this girl came to me, one of the dancers, and was like, I've heard great things about you, I want you to be my publicist, I'm like, I'm not into it. <laughs> like, no offense to you. I'm just not into it. You know, and so I sent her to a friend of mine who has, you know, worked with her and like a whole bunch, made a ton of money working with this person and like several other people from that franchise. And this, but it just wasn't, and I don't regret it because that's just not my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but my mom loved that show. And so when I told her, she was like, what? <laughs> it's a bummer when you disappoint and the I was parents. Like, but yeah I mean people like I said earlier people come and be like oh I'm doing three episodes of and I I need to think of another show because I'm on a bag on CBS whatever some random show and I'm just like I don't think it's it's unless it becomes something more or you know like I'm doing an episode of I've had people call me for one episode or yeah I mean in this that's great you know if you're seen as with the lead or you know you have a couple scenes like I've done that before where like all of their scenes were with Denzel Washington or Ben Affleck or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes you make something out of that in that situation I wouldn't have them come on for three months you know what yeah. I mean yeah 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 so you're like okay let's try to do some stuff around like closer to when the film comes out whatever I mean that's not typical I mean I've had it happen a couple times but yeah I've said no a bunch and I think that the um the impetus the difference between myself and you know because corporations too are run they're corporate and they want to bring in all the money that they Mm -hmm. can and so that is you know I see a lot of actors you know someone I'll say no to ends up wherever you know they're paying a ton of money and there's no way that that you know person can do anything different than I could have done which is not that much but right kind of very stars in their eyes sort of situation and it and for a corporation I don't know if they say no to people again because I haven't worked there but I think it doesn't happen a lot because it's a money thing and I think there's also a lack of information available to actors saying this is when you want to have PR this is when you want to get press this is because it's not something we talk we talk about very often I would say if you have a significant recurring role um, on a television series, I think the recurring role can be a little bit less significant if it is a hugely popular series, like a Stranger Things, uh, you know, like something like that, which is huge and everybody loves, um, then I think you can have a smaller role and people are just kind of like, they want to talk to anyone who has been anywhere near the set of that series. Right. Um, (laughs) and in a a film again like a supporting role um if your most of your scenes are 
some of your students are opposite like the lead of the film someone that's you know because it just that question is always going to be asked did you work with so-and-so so being able to say that you did and have some sort of discussion about that is good or obviously you know if you have like a co-starring role or I, I know this is a thing that always like I think when you're a co-star in a film it's like a good thing but when you're a co-star on a television show it's not it's less or something mm. I mean, it makes sense if it's a show like a NCIS, like you said, who they have a lot of co-stars and a lot of guest stars often, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. small actors and just a handful of stars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and at the end of the day too, like I've worked with actors who, you know, people that have been my clients forever and they'll get a project and they'll be like, this is a money project. It's not, I don't really want to promote it. Or I found out that, my, part of my role has been cut and so it's not the movie I thought it was gonna be so so I have clients who I've worked with forever and they won't promote a certain they won't come on for a certain movie because it's just not something they're passionate about or really want to talk about that's very interesting to me yeah I've had that happen a few times or you know and I will say that like are you excited about this movie not really okay then let's you know let's, let's wait for what you're excited about yeah <laughs> Um, so will you walk us through the basic goals of what you do as a PR person? For me, like my basic goal is to help you move further in your career. So, um, you know, I say this and I mean it, meaning like I sometimes wish there wasn't the need for publicity, meaning anyone listening has probably gone out for a part and the casting director, whomever has been like, you are fantastic. Mm -hmm. We need a name. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, mm, you know, and so that's what my feeling is what publicity is about is like helping to make you a name. And obviously, you know, people come to me who've gotten a job without that, but then they're still, they're still struggling and other, you know, they're going on auditions and, someone saying we need a name because they're not a name yet so that's what it really <clears throat> what it's about for me like when I first started working in this business I think when you went an audition you sent your headshot or you know you sent your VHS reel or whatever which uh -huh. I still have in my house of my clients reels um oh that's so funny it's yeah um and I and now I mean they send a press kit, you know, I get, that's where I get the calls from the agents and maps going, you know, Sam is up for this part. Can I, I need her press kit. I need her updated press kit to send over to them mm -hmm. because it's the courage of other people's conviction. She's, they're like, okay, she's great for the part. She's everything we want for this character. We just need to see if she's going to bring people to the table, you know, into mm -hmm. the theater in front of their television set. And that's what a press kit is about is saying, okay, all of these um, publications wanted, you know, wanted to have her in their publication because they thought their their readers or viewers would be interested. So that may mean that then, if she's in our project, those people will come and watch this. Okay, cool. So I mean, I think there's different kinds of publicists. There's, you know, and that's how I work. Like my job is to help you get more work or to get paid more for the job that you have if you're recurring or, you know, to go for recurring and being offered a series regular role. Like that's what I feel like my job is. And like, there's some publicists that you can pay their fee. And I mean, not right now, obviously, but um, prior to this and sometime after this that are event publicists that just get you out to a bunch of events and consider their job done. And I'm not that person. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think that really helps that much. It can help for more women more than men in that when you go to events, you, you dress nice and you look nice and you can end up in us or people or whatever in the fashion or in style, whatever. And that can help on a publicity level. But for the most, but a lot of, I don't, a lot of events I don't see the point in. And yeah. so paying that amount of money to go to movies or to go get some, not so great free stuff or <laughs> go have a couple of free drinks at some bar you know it just that's not what I see my job as and I don't consider my job done like if you want to go to there's event, even more that goes into that money wise too right because then you need wardrobe yeah. you need hair and makeup so it's just you're just paying out constantly to yeah. get seen Especially when like 
and, and I don't really get actors. I, I don't catch your personality when you're posing on a red carpet. Like in an interview, I feel like I can catch your personality. For, you know, and it's not happening as much anymore, but like, I don't know. It's like, I'm forgetting how long I've been doing this, but there was a time where, you know, getting uh, my clients would go out and dress nice and whatever. And, uh, end up in us or star or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that, was like a big thing like oh I was in star this week and someone might see you there and that carried some weight and back then too like the stylist thing was not what it was today hair and makeup I mean obviously still most of my clients did their own hair and makeup so it wasn't as much of a thing okay back then but and so my clients used to go all the time like to events like there'd be a couple of premieres a week and that's what I not to say that that's what I I still didn't consider my job done but I was out at events a lot mm -hmm. most of my clients are not super into events anymore and I maybe because of the expense of it I don't know but I don't do that much anymore and when I do have a client go to an event or suggest a client to go to an event there's something deeper there like it's um during Emmy season or during Oscar season, or it's connected to a magazine that I want to have them in. Mm -hmm. or it's connected to a charity that they want to be involved with or connected to in some way, like something deeper mm -hmm. than just smiling pretty on a red carpet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my client, I barely ever do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it used to be like three days a week I'd be out. Doing that. Um, do you feel like a lot of what you do is based around social media? Um, to an extent, yes, but they're like, I have a client who I've worked with. I always say 10 years, but it's probably been 15 or 16 at this mm. point, maybe even longer than that. Doesn't have social media has been in, you know, vanity fair has been in W has been in, you know, asked to be in GQ, but he didn't, he was going on a canoe trip or something. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I respect that. But, um, so I think in certain cases, there's this magazine right now that I think is just still trying to figure out what it's doing because it sent, it sent an email and it was like, we, we only accept people with a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, between a hundred thousand and like 1 million. I'm like, so if they have 5 million, you won't let them be in your, you know, just the way they worded it was really strange. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are some magazines and outlets that want to know what your social media is, mm -hmm. but you know, they're ultimately, I think if you're in a great project and you're good at what you do, it's, it doesn't really matter to them. They want you to promote it mm -hmm. no matter what, like that has become a thing where, um, it might not necessarily, it might not necessarily matter how many social media followers that you have, but they almost demand that you promote being in their magazine. Got it. But yeah, I mean, I, I work with people who have, you know, a very small amount and I work with people who have a huge amount and, you know, in some cases, some of them have done the same magazines and it didn't really matter. It was more about the project they were in versus what they're. Uh, do actors ask you often to get them social media verified? They do. Okay. All the time. And it, <laughs> It used to be a lot easier than it is. Like last time I spoke to Instagram specifically, you know, they asked, they said, have the person um, ask us themselves basically. And then if they get denied, like, well, you know, you can come to us and send it up the chain with publicity. Mm -hmm. I, again, like no <laughs> offense against Instagram, but they, I mean, some people I see get verified that don't, because I've been told like they need five national um, articles or whatever mm -hmm. appearances to be verified. But I've seen people verified without that. Right. I've also seen people like one of my clients was on one of the biggest shows this summer had, you know, he was going up by 60,000 something people a day and didn't get verified, verified till he almost had 2 million followers. Oh my God. And all these are, and I, so I, I don't actually know how it works, but okay. it, um, yes, I'm asked and I can certainly put in that ask, but some, you know, and sometimes it happens in two days and sometimes it happens in three months. Okay. Okay. I have two more specific questions that came from that sort of realm on our Instagram. Um, they were curious if you have ever created or formulated Wikipedia pages. I haven't. Okay. No. 
um, I can't think of who it was, but someone recently wanted me to go change something. And I was like, yeah, I can, but so can you, you know, and I didn't, I was going to say, isn't it an open edit forum? <laughs> I didn't mean it to be like, whatever, but I just was like, yeah, I can do the typing. Sure. Right. <laughs> you know, but coming from me, it doesn't mean any more than it does coming from you. I think that's how Wikipedia works. But, um, yeah, no, I, I've never created, um, someone's page and back to the social media thing. I've also, I don't run any of my clients' social media, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of, one of my clients has someone that does his, and one of my clients has someone in their family that does theirs. But I don't, I don't oversee any of it. Like most of them want to do it themselves. And I think, you know, ultimately it comes across better when you do it yourself. I think you can tell. Yeah. I think you can tell over a long period of time. Again, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying like with the variety of clients that I have and with some who are, you know, have a ton of followers, very, like I don't do anybody's. Yeah. I was curious if you have any advice for our actors who are not yet in a place of needing PR of what they can kind of do and generate on their own. I mean, again, like I'm a publicist and and I'm not saying that I'm like, you should hire a publicist. I just don't know. I mean, like, I guess they they can reach out to these people on their own, Mm -hmm. maybe pretending they're your assistant or (laughs) I know people, I know people who have done that. Right. I mean, like there's companies that are like, um, Mia Hansen and associates and the associates are their dogs or something like literally they've told me like I don't have any associates it's like Benji's or you know Bob is my dog or whatever oh my god uh, so I, I, don't, I, I don't honestly know because it's my job to be someone's publicist so I and again I'm not trying to be cagey or anything I just but you know like every editor has an email and a phone number and you could call it call them on your own you know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily have to pay someone to do it, but so, I mean, I guess if someone's really excited about something and didn't have the money to pay someone to, you know, if they really wanted the possibility of being in Vanity Fair or, you know, wherever they would figure out who the entertainment editor was and reach out in some way, I would say probably, (laughs) <laughs> they would want to not be like, hey, this is Sam Valentine. And I'm, I mean, like they wouldn't want to necessarily be themselves. Pitching yourself, it comes, it comes off as like very green. Yeah, I would say like to have, yeah. But I mean, I would say most of the information that, I mean, there's something called Cision, which is insanely expensive. So if you can't, like you should pay for publicists before you pay for Cision probably. But it is a, um, database of every email I mean for the most part phone number of every blog and magazine and radio show and television show in the world wow depending on if you know again like if you pay for domestic then that's one but it's crazy expensive um so because of what I do I have to have that because I need to be able to find those people but it's for for someone who can't afford you're not going to be able to afford that you know what I mean but um you know, I think these things are on LinkedIn or whatever, but I mean, I feel like it kind of, you know, it comes naturally. Like my, my, my friend, Mark, who's this incredible photographer and he wrote and directed a movie, um, which his friend Baker's in, and he's been doing it on his own, uh, like getting reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. I should like I should ask him like how are you just reaching out yourself or what's you know um, yeah that's very interesting I don't I don't know maybe he is maybe he's like hey I'd like you to I mean for him it's very different he's like I, I've made this film I'd love to have you review it it's also been at a bunch of film festivals so maybe it's just kind of happened that way but yeah it's I can't really say I mean it sounds maybe silly to say but like work on your craft and do your best to end up in a project that, you know, and again, like find someone that's like, I believe in this too. And let's, you know, let's take a week and see what we can do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and that's who I am. Again, I don't know that all PR places are like that, but you can do a lot in a week mm-hmm. sometimes. And so if you can find someone that's like, okay, I'm not, 
you don't have to pay me for a month. Let's, let's see what we can do in a week. Cause I believe in this. You're excited about this. Let's see. And that's better than nothing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I don't, <laughs> I honestly don't know how you would promote yourself other than finding the numbers and submitting yourself or having someone submit for you as a publicist, which would be, you know, so-and-so's in this film. They're great. You know, there's has been a review of it, put the review in there, a picture. Something we didn't talk about is <laughs> artwork. Yeah. I'd love to, to talk about that, that as well. That is really like, I think we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, having, I, I can't do my job without artwork. Yeah, and that's something I had, I, uh, it didn't register as, as as important as it is. Yeah, because, I mean, you, if you're going to be in an article, there's going to, a picture is going to be required. Mm -hmm. And certainly, again, we were working with each other in, in a, a very specific circumstance, which was COVID, which no one was doing photo shoots, so we really needed to have them. But more and more, as print is unfortunately dying, photo shoots are happening less for most of the articles that, you know, I do with my clients. Like the magazine doesn't s set up their own photo shoot, meaning no, the client's in charge. And it depends on the piece. Like, obviously, if you're on the cover for most magazines, they're going to want to do a photo shoot. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, if you're talking Elle, Vanity Fair, like the big ones, they generally will do a photo shoot and some of the bigger independent ones, but a lot of them don't. And so having some good existing art which, which what that means is pictures that your publicist can use. Um, and again, unfortunately, the photographer is unlikely to get paid for them. It's using them for credit. But, you know, I think you had a friend shoot you and um, you did something with Amanda. But, you know, I feel like a lot of actors have, are friends with a lot of people who are photographers or musicians or whatever. And so it's not... You know, I do get the question a lot, like, oh, my friend's a photographer. Can, can I have them shoot? Yes, have them shoot you. Right. Absolutely. If you have five friends that are photographers, have those five friends each shoot you. And even if we only end up from two, two pictures from each one of them, that's 10 pictures that we didn't have before yeah. that we can use. And generally, not always, but a lot of times the, the photographers you're friends with are up and coming too. And so is helpful for them. Yeah. You know, you're both getting, you're getting the pictures and that person is in whichever magazine with a photo credit and that helps them. What makes a good photo for a publish, uh, for, for published usage? I, mean, I think it depends on the person. Like I'm someone who I'm not a huge fan of a ton of makeup. I'm not a huge fan of like how you look right now for the most part, like that could be, you know, you're wearing a tank top, very simple necklace, hair in a ponytail, like certainly for one shot, like generally when I do a spec shoot, there's like four looks. One of them is very much the girl next door, boy next door, simple, casual, and then kind of move up slightly from there. But like, especially if you're sending out, like a magazine doesn't necessarily want like a very highly styled photo with a ton right. of jewelry and like really super, like makeup. Like sometimes, yeah, it depends on the, but not in my, um, history really has that have the picture like that work so kind of for me the simpler the better and more editorial right more editorial definitely I prefer something shot outdoors to something shot in a studio unless there's something kind of happening in this you know there's some mm -hmm. props or something like you're sitting on a table or you're sitting on like something but like you like against not a headshot well, not only that, but there can be editorials which are against, like, a white wall, which can work. It really depends on the part. Some of those are fabulous, but mm -hmm. if you're going to, like, say you have to pay for uh, a spec shoot, I would say that it would be more likely to be used, like, somewhere outdoors. Okay. Just because it brings, it, they're just more interesting. And if you have someone who can do give you color and black and white. I personally love black and white. Oh, black interesting. And white start starting to be used more, but you know, there is that person who's like, Oh, do you have this in color? And like, sometimes I'm like, no, I, you know, I don't. So if you have, if there's a way to be able to have both, 
that's good. But um, yeah, I mean, just these are pictures, and that's the thing. Like when you're doing a spec shoot, they're pictures of you. You're not trying to be somebody else. Like when you do an editorial shoot for Elle or for Cosmo or whatever, it's you elevated. But like with the spec shoot, you want you, and they can. And these pictures are can be obviously taken straight from the photo shoot and put in the magazine, or they can be used to show like this person. So when you're doing a photo shoot too, you don't you want to have different versions. Like say you like I want to be in women's health, I want to be in um, uh, I'm trying to think uh, nylon, which doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not how it did. Um, and I want to be an L. So you would be, you would look at those magazines and try to capture the essence of those magazines still being you. Right. To give an idea, like I could look this way, I could be an L. Like this picture could be an L, but um, it's not like as stylized as it might be. But it gives them an idea that you could do that. Got you know it. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, if you're certainly if you're paying for a photo shoot versus having your friends do it. You want to have the pictures that you get be able to use as many places as possible and not, you know, that's what I mean about the makeup thing. If you're doing a very specific makeup look, it's not going to work for more than a couple of magazines. You want to have them be, it's a very, for women, I guess, guys too, like very, I guess women specifically, very simple makeup, hair, like nothing crazy, you know, able, like up in a bun, like soft curls, whatever, like nothing crazy. Okay. <laughs> Very simple. Like sometimes like I, I have a size who I adore. I absolutely adore him. But like for some spec shoes, he'd bring like jewelry and watches and, and I'm like, oh. simplify, simplify. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is, this is, this is not a sh- shoot for something specific. This is a general shoot. And like when we do that shoot for something, specific I'll bring you there and you can put on all the stuff you want but for this like simple is is much better but that is something so if you're gonna hire a publicist like looking if you're looking ahead you want to have that in your pocket already as much as possible because say you start with someone on September 1st and you don't have a photo shoot you don't have any photos to use I'm spending two weeks getting that done and that's half of the month gone right really do anything right 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 right. that's something that you do want to think of is having basically having those things ready to go and that's really like a bio I can if you have a bio already great that's something I can write in a day whatever but photos that generally takes some time and again if you're paying someone you want you don't want to be paying for us to be getting you a photo shoot because we can't do anything until we have those pictures pictures are huge don't go into a publicist without having pictures that that person can use because then you're wasting time waiting to get those before they can really do what they want to do that's great advice well we'll wrap it up is there anything else you want to leave us with about you or what you do um or you wish that actors knew (laughs) well i i think that you know i obviously am you know we've established like a boutique pr firm i think just questions you should ask is, I think sometimes people go into meetings and they see that someone represents Brad Pitt, right? But it's like, did that person represent Brad Pitt since he wasn't Brad Pitt? Or did they represent him since he was Brad Pitt? Because like I said before, anyone can represent Brad Pitt. The job there is just answering the phone and saying, no, he won't do that. 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 Sure, he'll do that. Number one, a publicist generally is a person out of your team you spend the most time with. Because again, in a non-COVID situation, you're doing photo shoots, you know, you're on the phone with them a bunch, you may be going to premieres, junkets and stuff. You're spending a lot of time with this person. So you want it to be someone that you like and time with. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like there's been a lot of time and I'm, I'm saying, I'm like being really honest here where I will sit down and I'll meet with someone and, you know, we'll have this really great meeting and that person will end up at this huge PR firm. And I, I realize like, oh, it's because they represent this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. But I know that they don't know that those people did not 
start, like those people did not help get that person to where they are. They got them once they were there. Right. It's much easier to be a publicist for someone when they're already famous. Right. Of course. Cause then the you know? hard part is done of getting a name out there. Any of that. So you want, I mean, I think that's an important question to ask and I'm not exactly sure how you'd ask it. You know, were you with this person from the beginning or did you, you know, tell me about your long-term clients. Right. So that, that, I guess that's what I'm saying is that if you can help get a person from being an unknown or whatever to a point where they're A-list, which is, I don't like that term, but I'll use it for the sake of this conversation. And I feel that same way about agents and managers too. Like, you know, you'll see someone, they'll be like, oh, I got, you know, I'm going to be in the Star Wars movies. I'm going to fire my entire team. Right. Uh, so all the time. And I'm just like, why? And I've seen that happen. I mean, it's happened to me. I've seen it happen to, you know, people, agents and managers. Uh, I, I don't understand. It's like, you are, I mean, obviously you're whoever you are and your talent and whatever has helped to get you there. But also there is a support group that helped to get you there. Why would they, now that you are much more well-known, not be able to do their job even better now? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I think sometimes you didn't like that person <laughs> or maybe just, dealing with them because you had to or whatever. But I think it just happens a lot. They're like, I'm famous now. So I want to be at the big PR firm, the big agency, the big management company. You get there and then people don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're famous within your realm, but you're, and I keep using Brad Pitt, but you're still not Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And they're going to spend all their time on Brad Pitt. Right. <sighs> You know, you want, you, you want someone who really, really wants to work with you is going to put in the time and the energy. And if you go someplace where someone has, you know, 15 people who are super fit, you're not going to get the attention. You're right. Just not. That's and great advice. A lot of money to not get the attention or to get the attention of the assistant. And I guess the assistant could be really passionate about it, but it's like, do your best to find someone who really knows how to do the job for someone in your position. That's awesome. That's yeah, great advice. Wanna, yeah. I think you want to work with someone who has done the type of job that you're hoping to have done for you or other people. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay. I think we hit all the questions. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. You're welcome. One day we're going to meet in person. Anybody. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't that crazy that we haven't met? Bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell people where they can look you up, where they can find you? Oh gosh. I I guess. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's what, this is what I say to people a lot of times. I'm like, I'm really bad at publicizing myself, but I'm really good at publicizing my clients. I think Mm -hmm. ultimately if you have to choose someone who's good at publicizing their self or good at publicizing their clients, you want the person good at publicizing your clients. But um, the company is called Portrait PR. I mean, we're at Team Portrait on Instagram, portraitpr.com. Great. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I like what we do. I think we're good at what we do. Our clients think we're good at what we do or they wouldn't be our clients, I guess. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a hard it's a hard thing. And I think especially in these times, you know, you don't know when you're going to be working again, but something might, you know, can, can help you get there. Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. And if anyone, you know, I'm very, if anyone has, after listening to this, I don't know what's going to go up, but they can, they can email me. Awesome. Awesome. My dogs are, my dogs are about to bark. So I'm going to pause. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Mia, thank you so much for being my first foray into the world of PR. I am very excited to work with you again on the next project. Guys, thank you so much for all of your questions for today's podcast. Don't forget to go to onebrokeactress.com where my follow-up blog post is to this interview answering all of your questions specifically to me about working with a PR agent. 
Also, if you have not rated and reviewed this podcast, wow, what a lovely time to do so. It would mean the most to me to get ratings and reviews between seasons. Wow, that's the best. Also, if you want to share it on your Instagram, feel free to do so. Make sure you're following at onebrokeactress.com. You can also follow me personally at Sam Valentine. And make sure you are on the One Broke Actress newsletter. You can sign up on the homepage at onebrokeactress.com while you're reading the latest blog article. All right, guys, thanks so much. I hope you are doing well, and I will talk to you very soon.